my soul, I want to know you. Oh, I want to know you. To feel your heart and know your mind. Looking in your eyes, stirs up within me. Cries that say, I want to know. To know you more. Let's sing it with the chorus once again. Oh, I want to know you more. Deep within my soul, I want to know you. Oh, I want to know you. To feel your heart and all your mind. Looking in your eyes within me rise that say I want to know oh I want to know you more let's go to the Lord in prayer precious heavenly father we thank you Lord for another opportunity to come in the house of the Lord this evening father as the words of this beautiful song have expressed it so well Lord we want to know you more father to know you is eternal life to know the person of Jesus Christ is eternal life father not to know only the scriptures or the words the letter but we want to know the person we want to know you father in a personal way in a greater relationship in an intimate relationship the way you know us father we want to know you as well Lord Jesus Christ we want, Father, Lord, to know your heart, to know what you think about us. Father, to think the way you think, Father, because your word says your ways are not our ways. Father, we want to go deeper, Father, and to see what you see, to have the faith, to have the vision of God. Father, grant it, Lord. We open our heart this evening, Lord, Father, for you to unveil yourself. Lord Jesus Christ, it's a time of the unveiling of God. Father, we want you to unveil yourself, Father. May you also unveil us and may you unveil yourself that you might have a greater relationship, Father. May you come and unite to our heart, Lord. We open our heart and desire more of you, Lord. We want to please you. We want to honor you. We want, Father, your word to be made flesh. Father, we want to recognize our day. We want to recognize the message. We want to recognize our position in the vision. Father, help us, Lord, as we want to walk with you. Our desire, Father, is to see you more more and more inside of us. The world might see Jesus Christ. Father, Lord, we love you. We appreciate you, Father. We thank you for the word. We thank you for the atmosphere. Father, we pray now, Father, to help us, Lord, for the remainder of the service. May the same Holy Spirit that has anointed the singer and the worshipers, let the same Holy Spirit continue in the opening of the word, Father. We thank you, Father, Lord, for your grace, your mercy. Forgive our sins, our trespasses. We look up to you, to the blood of Jesus Christ. As the special song has said, the blood is speaking better, better things for us, Father, we love you and we thank you for that. May you take full control, Father. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Brother John. Bless you richly. Thank you, Sister Julia. Thank you for the expression. That was a, it was a comfort. It was know that sometimes words just become more real when come in a certain way at a certain time certain season and only God is doing that work 
greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ this evening, those who are here and those who are streaming. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, and for those who are streaming, it's good to be on the same channel, the same, uh, the same, the same thought, spending the same time fellowshipping around the revealed word of the hour. While the world is in darkness, we have the light that is shining. We thank God for that. But we can still be feeding upon the unfailing body word of the Son of Man. It's a time of famine for the world, but there is some food, special food for Elijah and his group, and we thank God for that. Amen. Thank God for the message that we preached here and also the message this morning. It was a blessing, and thank God for that. And God keeps opening his word, and thank God for that. God bless his servant. Just need more of that to become a reality in our lives, as we understand that the atmosphere, we need to create our own atmosphere. We have what we needed to create our own atmosphere. The world is in a certain spirit, but we pray that God anoint us with his spirit to walk in his channel, amen? And this time, uh, the end time and the plan of God. Thank God for, as the pastor said this morning, we thank God for being part of the plan of redemption this end time. Thank God. Sorry for keeping long. I would invite you to go to the Word of God. Deuteronomy 7, 3 to, 3 to 7, it says, Deuteronomy 7, 3 to 7. Neither shall thou make marriages with them. So the instruction that Moses giving to Israel when you go on the other side, those people don't make marriages with them. Thy daughter thou shalt not give unto his son, nor his son shall thou take unto thy son. For they will turn away thy son from following me, that they may serve other gods, so will the anger of the Lord be kindled, kindled, kindled. My wife always corrects me, I don't know, so you get what it means. And destroy thee suddenly. But thus shall, shall, shall he deal with them. He shall destroy their altars and break down their images and cut down their groves and burn the graven images with fire. For the art and holy people Unto the Lord thy God, that's where I'll focus my thought this evening. For thou art and holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God has chosen thee to be a special people unto himself, above all people the heart upon the face of the earth. The Lord did not set his love upon you, nor choose you, because you were more in number than any people. You were the fewest of all people. I'll ask if you can go to eight. But because the Lord loved you and because he would keep the oath which he had sown unto your fathers, have the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of bondmen from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Therefore, know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. 
May God bless his word. I will invite you again for a short reading in the first Thessalonians, the first chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. Just give you time to get there. It's from the old going to the new. First Thessalonians, first chapter, verse four and five. Knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God, for our God came not, for the, our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost, and much assurance, as you know what man of man. We were among you for your sake. Father, Lord Jesus Christ, may you bless your word. We are open the scripture, Father, Lord. Our heart can already say amen to that word and rejoice on that, Father. Just realize what you did to Israel. It's already a type for us, Father. We glorify your name. We thank you in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. You can have your seat. It's good to be a Christian, amen? amen? There's nothing better than to be a Christian. It's the best thing that you can have, best thing that, you can, that God can give you. It's to be a Christian and to know him and to know that he knows you. I'd like to go and preach this evening just a word of encouragement. I'm not planning to, hopefully I won't be too long. Many notes, but I want to be, hopefully not going to be too long. Just give me 45 minutes, one hour, and then be, thank God for what he has done in our lives just want to share thoughts this evening as a way of encouragement because of everything that is happening, just to refocus again on the Word of God. I'd like to talk to you about the election of God. Know your election. Know the election of God. This is not presidential elections. This is the election of God. The Bible, the Greek word that says, that's talking about know, it's a Greek word, I check it up, it's ido or ido. It says it means to perceive, to consider, to behold, to see, to pay attention, to discover, and I like what's the, this meaning more, to cherish. So cherish your election of God, pay attention to it, and discover it, perceive it, consider it in your way, in the thing that you are living. Make sure that you consider, you consider the election of God in your life. Remember when we talk about election, we look at it and we have heard it so many times and we keep repeating it so many times. Sometimes it becomes so common to us and say, oh yeah, just, uh, just another service. We can hear another one about the election of God. And we take it so lightly, especially those who grew up in the message, it becomes just something that we, we have heard so many times, so we grow up into it. But remember, if you have to go back in the time of Brother Branham, when he was talking about the election, he was not speaking about election or predestination in the other churches. He was not talking about this subject to other denominations because it was a deep subject. Himself considers it as a deep subject. He will only talk about predestination in details or in a deeper way, on the way that you talk about that God has predestinated you before the foundation of the world, that he has chosen you. We'll talk in that angle only to the bride. 
only to Jeffersonville. Man, most time, only Jeffersonville, the time that he considers church, that he have the liberty to talk upon those things. So those things are not only are not for the world; they are for the bride. If he talks this like this to the bride, there is a reason behind it because it positions the bride. It positions, it stabilizes her. She knows where she's standing. When she knows her election, the more you understand the election, the more you it becomes a revelation to you. The more you become stabilized in the love of God, nothing can shake you once you know your election. Once you know what God has done to you, that it's not a work of a man; it's God work of God Himself. It puts you anchored. It anchors your faith. It anchors your love for God. Amen. The first pool was for everybody else, for, for everybody. At some point, Brother Adam, I'm just paraphrasing. We even, even rebuke other people or the Christian says, and, and I'm just paraphrasing. You can see a person with a life that is not even worthy. He comes, repent, he has faith for healing, receive the healing, healing. And then you as a Christian, because you are feeling, you are condemning yourself, you are, self, you are, you are guilty when yourself or you are condemning yourself and you miss that opportunity. It means the first pool could have been given to any other people, any other person could, could benefit from it. The same way in the second pool. Second pool can benefit from it. He can discern the thought of anybody and all the different things. But let me tell you, the third pool comes only for the bride. Because the third pool is dealing with the soul. The third pool is your opening of the word of God. It's for the soul, it's for the bride. For the bride to be stabilized. As I talked the other day, the real Christian, the real believer is you inside. It's the one that the third pool comes to talk to you, once that deep inside is stabilized, nothing can shake it. The circumstances, the winds, the storms, nothing can shake that stabilizer. Amen. That's why the third pool comes, your opening of the word of God. As we have the opening of the word of God, the Bible becomes a new book for us. Amen. It becomes a love story. It becomes a new book for us. When we look in election, we realize that you never made yourself Christian. God made you a Christian. It's a, it's a gift that God has given you. Give to you is eternal life. That's why you cannot boast about your Christian experience. You cannot boast about the fact that, oh no, I'm a message believer. It's not something to boast about. It's something to thank God about. Because it's by grace. It's something that has been given to you. You didn't deserve it in your own merit. You didn't do anything to deserve it. It's God who gave it to you by his own will. He chose to give it to you. He chose to reveal to you. He chose to open your eyes. It has been given to you you by God's grace and him being sovereign he decided to choose you oh praise be to God he decided to make you a Christian that's why even in your experience you might be sometimes you feel low but let me tell you you didn't make yourself a Christian God made you a Christian if you look in election, you have to look a little bit back to look at the natural birth. Your own natural birth is already a miracle. Your own natural birth is already a proof of God's election in your life. Because if you look the natural way, you are already one in a million. Already one in a million. There are many people who were around you, who were faster than you, who came closer than you. But God chose you to come in a certain time, at a certain season, in a certain time, from a certain parent. It's God's grace. You didn't choose your nation. You didn't choose the family. You didn't choose the color of your eyes. You didn't choose none of these things. 
God gave all these things to you. If God can give all these things to you in the natural way, how much more when he gives you in the supernatural way? Look in the natural way. Just look in the natural way. When God has, think about it, God has a picture of you in his mind before the foundation of the world. He has a real picture of you in the best of yourself, and he had that mind before the foundation of the world. He had that picture before you, and he had to make sure that you come on this earth, and your body has to bear the image of what picture that you already had. And think about it through many generations and through many, your forefathers and all the different things. The more you understand in the scientific world, the chromosome, the DNA, and all the different things, the seeds in the woman, the seed in the man, all the different combinations. It's billions of billions of combinations. But all those things had to work out in a certain way that you come today to be you who you are today to reflect the image that God had of you before for the foundation of the world. What grace, amen. And all that just to show that God is in control of your life all this time. You might think that, oh God, God left me at that time. God, left. God didn't leave you at any time. He has been all the time with you. What a mighty God we serve. That's why the Proverbs say even the natural birth is actually a complex, is more complex, paraphrasing the prophet, is more complex, is a miracle, more than the virgin birth. Because the virgin birth is just a spoken word. I have this image, I pronounce the word, the, the word creates this image. But the natural birth is many combinations, different things, accidents, wars, and different things to produce the same person. That's what the prophet is talking about. When he says, if you can see this, you can see so many other things. It shows how important things. May God help us to see what we have to see. To perceive what we have to perceive. To know what we have to know. To cherish what we have to cherish. Because the more we cherish, the more we receive many other things. Thanks to the election, we understand that the elect cannot be deceived. No matter what the enemy tries to put on the way, let me tell you, you will not be deceived. No matter how loud the sea is going, no matter how the spirit is going around, but as an elect, you cannot be deceived. As God can never be deceived. Aren't you happy that you are an elect of God? The word of God come in this generation, it's gathering only the elect. Many people have heard it. You can see in Africa sometimes, you can see a person, you give him, you give him the table, you give him the Bible, you give him the messages. They read from, they read the, the, the seven seals, they read, they read the seven churches. Nothing is happening. But what is, nothing is happening inside because there is nothing to trigger what is inside. But you give just one simple book to one person, or sometimes we have some testimony. We have a person just read a page of the of the of the brochures, of the page of the book of the prophet, and that person is being something is being triggered in that person. Who's doing that? It's not God. It's not a man. It's God Himself. That's election of God. Don't think sometimes, Lord, because we are a small group and different things, that there's nothing to do. That what, 
about what God is telling Israel. You see, I chose you not because you are non big numbers. I chose you because I love you. <laughs> Praise be to God. When we see in the message as the book has been opened, we realize that because of the opening of the word of God, we don't only read in the word of God and see and understand things that are happening after Genesis 1, 1, 1. Because of the opening of the word, we can go before Genesis 1-1. Because we can go in the mind of God. We can go in the back part of mind of God. The prophet of God have come and revealed what was in God. But in the, part, in the, in the, back, part of, in the, in the back part of God to reveal what he was thinking. And as he was thinking, think about it, as he was thinking his mind, as he was that, that fountain of attribute, that fountain of thought, that fountain of attribute, you were there. He was thinking of you. He was thinking of you. He was making the plan for you. He was predestinating you. He was he elected you. He made you part of himself back then. We know that God has chosen you, but God has not chosen you the day you were born. God has not chosen you the day you recognized the message and repented. God has not chosen you the day you were filled with the Holy Ghost. God chose you before the foundation of the world. And now those things are unveiling because God had already chosen you before the foundation of the world. Praise be to God. That's why just imagine Jesus Christ didn't, the Bible says Jesus Christ rejoiced about something. Think about it. Jesus Christ, the Lord of God, rejoiced about something. <laughs> he jumped about something, and that thing he was jumping about was about your election. He says, I rejoice in the spirit because you have hidden all these things from the wise and the prudent of man. But you have revealed those things to the, the baby such as can learn. That's the thing that stirred Jesus Christ. Is the same thing that can stir you today. As we know, revelation is sovereign. Election is sovereign. God's grace is sovereign. You can't reproduce revelation. You can't create revelation. You can't create grace. You can't create election. You can't even create revival. Revival is still sovereign work of God. It's God producing that. It's God making that. As I, was, I came across uh, the video of Azusa describing the view of Azusa on YouTube, and I just read that. And you read many comment, comments from different people. Oh, I'm praying for the same revival to happen in my church. I'm praying for this to happen in my church. You're thinking, oh, that revival is happening in my church all the time. It's not, it's not, it's not a revival or seeing or maybe jumping around different things or different speaking tongues, different things. But the bride revival is happening right now. People don't see what's happening, but we are in the middle of the bride revival right now. In a sovereign way of God, God is doing the revival right now. Amen. Be part of that revival. Don't let the revival move. Don't let the move continue and you are left behind. Be part of that revival. Amen. As you notice here, Paul is emphasizing on knowing the election of God. Because I believe that once you know the election of God, your attitude changes. You know that you are not from this world, you are from another world. 
you will live and live as a king, as a son of a king, as a prince, as a princess, because you know who you are, because your origin determines your destination. If your origin is wrong, your destination is wrong. Amen. You cannot create, you cannot create an orange out of the wheat. The origin has to be with the wheat from the beginning to produce the wheat at the end. That's why God is revealing to you, you are the wheat. You are from the beginning the wheat. Why do we preach the message? We preach the message not to transform people to become wheat. We preach the message for the people to recognize their wheat from the very beginning. It can be, Barbara put it in many examples, it can be like when you are fishing, you go fishing and you put your net into, and fishing, and you put your net, your fishing net, and you are drawing that fishing net, and from that fishing net you will find many different things. It's not the fisherman who is changing the things that are in that net. It's just determining what is already there. It will take all, take all the turtle, will go back, different things will go back, different things will go back, but he is interested in that real fish. And and we are the big fish, amen. The first pool, the first pool draw the small fish, the second pool a little bit big, but now the third pool is attracting the big fish. And we are saying, thank you, Lord, for that. Yeah. Election determines and show you where you come from. Each nation has its natural spirit. But once you know election, your real natural spirit it's from the country where your election has already destined you to be. You are not a Zimbabwean, you are not Congolese, you are not, you are not American, you are not uh, German, you are not Swiss, uh, you are not all these people, you are not uh, Ireland, oh praise God, you are not. <laughs> but you are a son of God, amen. My wife should come to me, but why you say Ireland? Irish, but that's what Moses is telling people. The Lord thy God has chosen thee to be a special people unto himself. Above all people that are upon the earth, the face of the earth. God has called us super race, super church, super God in a super body, in a natural people, giving supernatural signs. The super Buddhist... <laughs> The super church, the super church, the super body, the super race is those who have received the message of the hour, who are born again of the Spirit of God. And once you recognize that you are from that super church, from that super race, the supernatural becomes natural to you. The supernatural is not something strange for the supernatural race because it's your nature. Your supernatural is your nature. The supernatural is natural to the supernatural God. The supernatural is natural to the supernatural people. Don't lose your focus now. We tend to forget that we have we tend to forget who we are. We tend to forget the election. Now he's reminding you, know your election. Because as we have bypassed our, we have bypassed, we have bypassed our theophany, we are living as we are living in amnesia. We lost who we are. Amen. We have been living like sinners. We have doing dim things. We are raised maybe in different family and different things. And you don't know who you are. You don't know really who you are. Until one day God comes and reveals to you. You are not a son of Charles and Ella Branham. You are the, you are the son of God. You are my son. Once you have heard from the theophany. You understand that you are not a time being. But 
that you are from eternity. You belong to God. You come from God and you are going back to God. Now the message comes to remove all the amnesia that you are living in. And you know how to heal someone from amnesia. You have to bring him back to usual places where he come from. You have to bring him back to places where he was born. Different things you remind him. Can you, can you see that place? Can, we used to walk with you on this place. We used to tell you all the different things. And then that, by God's grace, that person starts realizing, oh, actually, it reminds me something. Something is triggering inside of me. But, but I've already been at this place. I know this place. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know this place. I know this place. I know this place. We didn't know who we were, man. We were, wo- we, were, we were worshiping idols on different forms. But God comes and tells you, I'll bring you in your familiar places. I'll bring you in the word of God. I'll bring you when you can see a man who can, told, who can, who can, who can create the squirrels. Is that familiar to you? I can bring you to the place where you, can, you have seen a man who has prayed upon another man. And the nose comes back. Or the limbs come back. Someone who can stop the storm. Someone who can do all the different things. And inside of our heart, we just realize that's something that we are familiar with. It reminds us of our God. It reminds us that our God is real. I'm not a son of Charles and Ella Branham. I'm a son of God. Because I am a son of God, I have received the Spirit of God that Christ, Abba Father. The message comes to reveal our true identity. Amen. Before God was God and was known as eternal God or eternal spirit, the bride was already in God's mind. So the message comes to reveal what we were in God's mind so that we might know our true identity. The little eagle didn't know who he was. He was living as a chicken and different things. Oh, but I'm not familiar with all. just eating those grasshoppers and different things. They get excited when they find a little bit of a little bit of grasshoppers here. But that's not that's not enough for me. Yeah. I need real food. I need. Um, but I don't I don't know where it can come from. But let me just eat those grasshoppers from for the sake of surviving because I don't want to die. The Bible says, you know, if you are traveling somewhere, there is no message church. Go even to another church just to try to feed what you can feed from there because you will always get something from the different places. Amen. So you can we have been there on different things, but something inside of us was saying, I want more. I want more. I I want more. I want more. Even though I was in a Catholic, I couldn't pray those idols and different things. I just found that it was not true. It was not correct. I, I didn't go to that, car- whatever they do, a Christian, different thing. There's something wrong. There's something wrong. What was that? God's grace in your life. Oh. Do you love the Lord? Many people are more sincere than you are, but still God chose you. Many people know the Bible than you and I, but still God chose you. That's why once we consider election with the true revelation, it shows how thankful we should be. Don't let COVID-19 and all the bad news try to devalue the importance of your election of God. Your election of God, my election of God... An undeniable proof that he is watching over you and nothing is out of control for God. Nothing is out of control for God. Revelation brings humility. 
The more God reveals to a person, the more simple that person becomes. Think about it. He chose us. We didn't choose him. Abraham didn't choose God. God chose him. Isaac didn't choose God. God chose him. Jacob didn't choose God. God chose him. Before he was born, God already chose him. God already loved him. Israel didn't choose God. God chose Israel. David didn't choose to be a king. God chose him for him to be a king. The disciples didn't choose Jesus. Jesus chose them. Amen. Paul did not choose God or to see him in the light of the, the, of the world for his time, but God chose him. He says, this is my chosen vessel. Even the prophet was going there, he was going there to pray for him. He realized, but this, this man has been persecuting the church. How can you say that? And then God told him, no, don't fear not. He is my chosen vessel. Amen. He is my chosen vessel. The disciple was going there. No man can come to me except my father draws him first. It is no merit of your own, but it is the unconditional election and calling of God. I like the way the prophet calls it, unconditional election. Unconditional election means it doesn't depend on you. It's unconditional election from God. Salvation is the merit of Jesus Christ and nothing that an individual can do. Amen. Amen. <laughs> So there is no fear in love. But prophet love cast out fear because fear had torment, the Bible says. He that fear is not made perfect in love. So fear, there is no fear in love. What is that perfect, what is that perfect love? What is that perfect love that doesn't have any fear? What kind of love that casts away fear? It is the love that is elective. The elective love of God. The proof of his love is election. The more you understand that, the more fear is being dissipated. The more fear is disappearing. Because you understand that you are part of God. Amen. It might take some suffering. It might take some persecution. It might take some tribulation, but the love of God doesn't change. God loved you. His love does not change. His love he remains permanent. You can't do nothing to make his love greater. You can't do nothing to make his love lesser. His love stays permanent because his love, it is eternal love. Amen. Amen. It's because, I like what the prophet said, let me just read it. His purpose is that after we have suffered a while, we will be made perfect, be established, strengthened, and settled. It's because the purpose, end of quote, let me say this, it's because the purpose of God must stand. It's not the purpose of God according to the church. It's not the purpose to, according to generation. It's not the purpose of God according to your ability. It's not the purpose of God according to the, to the family. It's not the purpose of God to any other thing. It is the purpose of God according to one thing, and that thing it is election. According to the purpose for one thing, election. Let me say this thing. Any other purpose, any other ambition that is not aligning with the purpose of God according to election, it is a wasted purpose. I will repeat it again. Any other purpose, any other ambition that is not aligned to the purpose of God according to election, it is a wasted purpose. That's why our prayer has to be, God, what do you want me to do? 
What do you want me to be? What is the purpose in my life? What, reveal to me the purpose in my life. Because God is not the author of frustration. No matter any situation we are going through, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to know? What do you want me to see? Reveal to me your love once again. Let your name be praised because you have a purpose and your purpose can never be defeated. God's purpose can never be defeated. Sometimes as a porter, it might take you and break you a little bit. It might take me. It might break me a little bit and all different things. But I know behind it, there is love of God. There is the love of God. It's not only that I love him, but because he loved me first, there is something behind it. Amen. As long as you stay in God's purpose, nothing can separate you from the love of God. Sorry, I'm sweating like a, like a good preacher. <laughs> so that's a good sign. <laughs> yeah. Nothing shall separate you from the love of God. Whether it is tribulation, whether it is distress, whether it is persecution, whatever it is famine, nakedness, peril, or sword, none of these things can separate you from the love of God. Because in all these things, you are more than conquerors through him that loved you. Amen. You can be there and you make mistakes. Your mistake doesn't change the love of God. As the prophet says, I get lots of respect for a man when he does make a mistake. Is God courage enough to rise and try again? We are all going to make mistakes. The best mistakes, the best makes mistakes. I like that. The best makes mistakes. But a soldier is not one who will lay down when he's knocked down, but is the one who will raise up again. The message has come to tell you, the message election is, you fall, come up. You fall, come up. You fall, you rise again. You fall, rise again. You make a mistake, you come back. You make a mistake, you come back. Because God's purpose can never be defeated. No matter what happens, it can never be defeated. Amen. Oh, praise be to God. Gives me hope there. Remember the story of Peter. Peter has just denied Jesus Christ. But Jesus Christ, when he's talking, to the, he's talking to the woman, he said, go tell my disciples and Peter that I shall wait for you in Galilee. But you can think in your own mind, but Peter just denied you right there. But God, if God could speak and answer that question, my election is greater and stronger than Peter's mistake. Even though he has denied me, let me tell you, he will not be lost. They asked Brother Barnum, if God saves, so if, if Brother Barnum says, if God saves you, he can never lose you. Someone comes and tells Brother Barnum, but Brother Barnum, look, in the Bible, we see Saul here. Saul, he, he sinned, he sinned, but he's lost. Brother Barnum says, no, you, you're getting wrong. Saul was not lost. He was not lost. He was, he was blinded for a while. He was thinking happening in his life. And, and, and he was full of jealousy and envy and different things. But he was not lost. God had to take him. And, it, and when, when they went and they saw Samuel, and when they saw that which, which woman, which woman, which craft woman, she said, she, when she took, I'm just going quickly here because I want to save some time. He took, he took Saul, uh, Samuel, and came in, uh, brought him back. He said, Tomorrow you will be with me here. Barabanam is as a prophet could pick that. He says, he will be at the same place. If Saul was lost, Samuel will be lost. But Saul couldn't be, be lost because he was an anointed. Anointing in the Old Testament.
Testament is the same thing as in the New Testament when we relate to it for election. Because when God has chosen you and has anointed you, he has elected you. Amen. He couldn't be lost. No matter what he was going. Let me tell you, you can never be lost. Even if as a true elect of God, even if you leave the message, you are not lost. God will bring you back right there because you can never be lost as God can never be lost. I know it's a strong statement, but are you still with me? The sun outside is not drawing your attention. It's strange how the human life is different, right? The place where I grew up, when it's very sunny, it's bad weather. Here, when it's sunny, it's good weather. (laughs) So just think about it. I'm here, it's bad weather. (laughs) That's why I'm sweating. So I need when it's a little bit fresh. (laughs) So you need to jump a little bit, go in my territory, and okay, we are, this is bad weather, we are now (laughs) resting. (laughs) Sorry, just to relax a little bit. Hebrews chapter 6, part 2. When you say, well, can't we backslide? Absolutely. When you backslide, you're going to get it. Don't you worry. Abraham got it. The rest of them got it. And you'll get it. You'll get it. Don't you think it gives you a right to sin? It doesn't. You'll pay for everything that you do. You'll reap what you sow. You do one little sin and you'll reap a whole washed up full. That's right. But brother, that doesn't mean to say that you are lost. That's exactly right. Abraham reaped exactly what he sowed. That's right, but he was still saved. The covenant that God made with Israel, they lost their inheritance or heritage. They lost the promised land and went down into Egypt, but they, 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 hadn't, they hadn't lost the covenant. God said, I remember my promise to Abraham. I remember I've come down to deliver my people. Go down there, Moses, and tell Pharaoh, say, let my people go. I remember I made a promise to Abraham and to his seed. Think about it. Just think about it. God can lose the ability to remember your sin when you confess your sins, but God can never lose the ability to remember his own covenant. He will always remember his own covenant with you. The covenant of the blood, he will always remember that. Amen. The blood is still speaking better things for you because the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. It was manifested 2,000 years after Abraham, but it was still the covenant of God before the foundation of the world. This is the way I'm going to restore my fellowship with my my lost my lost son my lost or, or, or my lost son or my lost or my lost daughter they will come back to me because I can never never let them be lost eternally amen, amen. oh praise be to God Continue the quote. That's the same thing that is with us. If you are dead and your life is hid in God, through Christ, there is not nothing in the world can touch you. Now, you might go and do wrong, but if you are really, truly a child of God and you see you have made a mistake, you will rise and try again. That's right. You will not lay there. You will rise and try again. 
Even in the state of blindness, God has not forgotten Israel. Romans eleven twenty eight says, As concerning the gospel of their enemies for your sakes, but as touching the election, they are beloved for the father for the father's sake. We are still blessing Israel today in order to be blessed because it's God's covenant with Israel. He has not forgotten Israel. Because of the election, God can never forget Israel. That shows the power of the election. Election keeps you in the state of beloved in a permanent way. It's not what you do. It's not what can happen. The, the election keeps you in the, in, the, in the state of beloved in a permanent way in the, in the relationship with God. It does not change with time. It does not change with the circumstances. It does not change with the mistake. It does not change with the victories. It stays beloved eternally. Amen. That's why Paul is recognizing here. He's telling to Thessalonians, remember, knowing beloved brethren. He's calling them, putting them again. You are beloved because of the election. Remember, know your election because you are beloved for God. Because of the election, all of us, we are like David. David was called, David means he's beloved. We are all like David. He made mistakes, but he was still the chosen from God. We make mistakes, but you are still the chosen from God. Election makes you beloved in a permanent way with God. Amen. Can we check God's purpose for the next few minutes? Sometimes we wonder, what is God's purpose in my life? What is my purpose in my life? As my little girl keeps asking me, Daddy, why you chose me? Daddy, why don't people, why you chose me? Oh, that's hard questions. <laughs> why we are only three? Why? I don't know. <laughs> Ask your mother. <laughs> Your real purpose in this life is God's purpose in your life. And God's purpose in your life is to fair fellowship with you. That's why one of the threefold purpose of God is to have the preeminence in the bride. God's purpose is to have one family. Your purpose is God to reestablish fellowship with him. Satan tried to pervert that fellowship with Adam and Eve and with God. But let me tell you, even though it became a, per a permissive will, but it has not defeated God's purpose. God has not lost his family, no matter even Adam and Eve fell, but God has not lost his family. His family is not lost. His family will come back. We have bastards of to try to, 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 be, to be tempted, to be tempted, to be proved, but we are not lost. The fact that uh, the sin came in, God has not lost his family. Amen. That's why prophet says, oh, the message is just so good. God did not make you and I just to see if we could do it, if we could do it. He made us for a purpose. Therefore, there is a purpose of us all being here. We are not here just to, to be another human being. You are here because God made you for some purpose. You are not here just to eat the food that God growed. You are not here just to live in the house that man made or to wear the clothing that someone fashioned. You are here for a specific purpose. No matter how little you are, how big you are, how important you are, or how unimportant you are, you are here to serve a purpose. Lord, help me to serve your purpose. Just as 
My finger is here for a purpose. My nail or my finger is, is for a purpose. My eye and my every part of my body is to serve a purpose. And it was not put here just to see what it will look like when it was put here. But it was put here to serve its purpose. It was God's divine plan to do so. And if we were put here for a purpose, then there is nothing can destroy us until God's purpose is fulfilled. Oh, I love that. Nothing can destroy us until God's purpose can, is fulfilled. Nothing can harm us until that purpose that God has put here for has been made manifest. Let me encourage you. Nothing can destroy God's purpose until it's fulfilled in your life. No more things you hear. No COVID. No cancer. No nothing can destroy you until God's purpose is fulfilled in your life. Why are you afraid? God is in control. No matter how much trouble we have, how much heartache and sorrows we can go through, all these are reasons, all, all of these are reasons, and there is a reason for it. It was, I know my Redeemer liveth. Well, 50, 58. God's purpose can never be defeated. There is nothing can defeat it. So how happy ought we to be today resting upon that beautiful revelation of the word of God, of the, of the word of the living God, that there is neither things present, nor things that can come. There is no sickness, no sorrow, no death, no perils, no nothing can separate us from the purpose of the living God. So what God has imagined in his mind, what God has purpose in his heart to bring to pass, there is no demon still reading the prophet. There is no demon. There is no power. There is nothing can ever separate God's great, immortal, eternal plan. It must be as God has said. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Nothing can take you before your time. God has a date for your coming here. God has a date for your going. Nothing can take you. God, nothing can take you. Satan cannot touch you before your time, no matter what it is. Praise be to God. If it's not God's time, no accident, nothing can separate you from God. How many times I've been in a situation where I've been sleeping behind the wheels? I don't encourage you that, but sometimes I have quick sleeps and I say, oh, oh God, oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> It's not once, not twice, not three times, ten times or more. Just so close. Oh, praise be to God, that was not my time. I was going to see, I was, uh, is it drawing? The draw, you know, when, you, when, when you're under the water. By God's grace, something just took me up. Oh, that was not my time. Oh, praise be God. I was in the airplane, they didn't know how to land, no, no fuel, but somehow they managed, oh, praise be to God. That was not my time. Remember that story, Brother Banham was telling me about the story, that little girl, where Brother Banham was saying, oh, God, you owe me excuses. Brother Banham had to, to rebuke his, God has to rebuke his prophet and tell him, you know, that was not his time back then. This time was his time. But God has an appointed time for everybody. Nothing can take you. And there is a group that won't go in the way of sleep. They will go in the way of the rapture. And we believe that you are part of that group. Praise be to God. Oh, so many things can go in that line. Just want to say one statement here. To emphasize just on that. 
But before I make that statement, I just want to read what the prophet says here. They asked the prophet one time, Dear prophet, sent Mark 16, 18 says, I'm around snake handlers. What about it? Prophet says, I believe that the Bible means just what it says. I believe if we try to turn the Lord into something, we in for it. But I don't think that God means for you to bring me a bottle of arsenic and see if I could drink it and prove to you that I have faith. No more than I believe it will be right for you to bring me a snake and let me pick it up and show you I have faith that I can overcome this poison. I don't believe that kind of thing. I don't believe that that's so. Rather, that's what he says. I do believe that if I was in the water baptizing people or doing on the work of the Lord and out in the jungle and the snake beat me, I'd walk right on in the name of the Lord. I believe that's what it meant. You don't tempt God, but if anything happens to you, you can stand on the ground based on the word of God and claim your healing and claim your salvation and claim anything because that's your privilege as a son of God. Amen. Just to give a balance because I want to make a statement here. But it's the way it applies, so in the natural, you need to take some precautions as human beings. Because some things are going, oh no, COVID, you don't take any precautions. You just have faith. Just move on. Go like, no, you take some precautions. The deacons are saying, oh, brother Moses, continue. You need to take some precautions. <laughs> That's why we're taking some precautions. That applies to the natural, but also applies to the spiritual. It's not because of the election or I'm elected. You know, I'm an elect of God. I can do whatever. I can go. I can hear to kind of music. I can go to the bars. I can go to the different things. I can stay with a sister, myself. I can do all the different things. I'm an elect. Nothing can happen to me. No, that's not the approach. Because you are an elect, you need to shun away from any appearance of sin. The Bible says you need to run away from sin. Even though you are an elect, you take your precautions, spiritual precautions, to run away from anything that appears like sin because you are a son of God. Amen. Amen. A mature Christian needs to be a balanced Christian. Need to be a balanced Christian. I can make now my statement. As God elect, God cannot lose you. Even in elect, start going back to the world, he cannot be lost. It cannot be lost because God will do two things. Either he'll bring you back or he'll bring you back into the word of God. Or he will take you home. Because God's purpose cannot be defeated. God's purpose cannot be defeated. You look in the natural brother Banam. If God's purpose could not be defeated in his life. Think about it. The prophet of God. At some point he had to touch the electrical line. Because he was so tired of the world. And he wanted to touch that. But God says no. Because that's not your time. I chose you and no one can replace you. I'm going to make you that you come back again because your purpose is not fulfilled yet in your life. I'm the one having control of your life. At some point, he wanted to even shoot himself. God says, nothing is happening to your life because I have control upon your life. God's purpose can never be defeated. No matter what certain times to come, God's purpose can never be defeated. He can try and, God can allow him different things, allow to job, to go to certain trials, but God has put that the barrier. You cannot touch his life. You cannot touch his life until God's purpose is being fulfilled in his life. If you get sick, let me tell you, 
God has not left us defenseless. He has given us all the weapons to be an overcomers. He has given us faith. He has given us the, he has given us faith. He has given us the, the weapon of a prayer. He has given us the word of God. He has given us, Lord, all that we need, amen, to overcome. Satan is a defeated enemy. I always remember that thought that I share with you. How can you deal with a defeated enemy? Don't pay too much attention to a defeated enemy. He's already a defeated enemy, amen. Just rely on what God has already given you. Oh, praise be to God. Oh. Just jump to jump a little bit here to save time. No matter conditions of Laodicea, the bride, the elected lady, shall prevail. In the, in the, in the first, in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve were living in the prophet Eden. But Eve, as Brother Ed said this morning, Eve failed because she couldn't stand behind the word of God. She failed because she couldn't stand behind the word of God. But now, with this, second, this, this Eve of the last age can never fall, can never fail because she's standing behind the word of God. She's standing behind the defensive, the defensive and offensive weapon that God has given her to defend herself, to be behind that fortress that God has given her. It is the word of God. Amen. Are you still with me this evening? Nothing can defeat God's purpose. Nothing can defeat God's purpose. You and I could have been born in another season of time, but God chose us to make us live in the time of Laodicea. But even though we are in the time of Laodicea, we are living in the bright age because we are standing behind the revealed word of the hour. There is nothing can turn us out of the plan of God. Like I said, for any good soldier, no matter what you are going through, you make a mistake, let me encourage you, rise up. Rise up. You make a mistake, rise up. You feel a little bit something going on you, rise up. Stand on the word of God. Pray and stay with the word of God. Stay in that atmosphere. Don't let the things of the word be upon you because the word of God shall always prevail. Election is perfection. Israel has tried to reach perfection through the law. Grace was there, but they rejected grace and they wanted to live under the law. Let's read some scriptures here. Sister, if you can help me, or oh, brother, brother Mark, if you can help me. The Hebrews 7, 19. For the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did, by the which we draw nigh unto God. Hebrews 9, 9. Which was a figure for the time then present in which were offered both gifts and sacrifice that could not make him that did the service perfect, as pertaining to the conscience. Romans 11, 7. What then? Israel had not obtained that which he seek for, but the election has obtained it. The rest were blinded. Just want to say this. Election has obtained the perfection that the law, Israel wanted to reach with the law, but they missed it. The law couldn't provide perfection, but election has provided perfection. God could, uh, uh, could obtain perfection through the election. We have obtained perfection through the election. How can you obtain, how can you reach perfection? How can you come to the perfection election has already provided? Why? Because God is not looking at you. God doesn't know the time when you were, you were drinking or you were doing different things. God doesn't look at that time. 
Once you look at, look at the initial time and, and the final time, that's what God is looking. He's looking at the perfection already, amen. Election looks at the perfection. I'm going to back up what the prophet says. God requires perfection. If keeping the law, if doing all the commandments will make you perfect, then there is no need of having anything else. You are already made perfect. Because when you are perfect, you are eternal. I'll read it again. When you are perfect, you are eternal. Because God is the only one who is eternal. And God is the only one perfect. And the only way you can be eternal is become part of God. The prophet saying in Hebrews chapter 5 and 6, part 1, when you are perfect, you are eternal. That thought just caught my attention. When I'm perfect, then I'm eternal. But think about it. You didn't have a beginning. Sin had a beginning, it will have an end. Persecution can have, will have a beginning, will have an end. Suffering has a beginning, it has an end. Hell has a beginning, it will have an end. But the Son of God has no beginning, no end when you are in Christ. Because before the foundation of God, you were already in God's mind. Eternal thought of God, the thought of God are eternal. You can never be eternal unless you have been part of God who was already eternal. It means before you become eternal, the prophet says, when you are perfect, you are eternal. Oh, let's on, I'm eternal. But he says, because I'm in God, I've been part of the eternal God. Not in the flesh, not in mind. I don't think about it, but I was in God as an eternal thought of God. So I was already perfect in God when I was in thought. I was already perfect in God. Election already looked at perfection. Now I'm to walk into my perfection as I'm walking with you. That's why we come to church to be washed, to be cleansed, to be washed, to be removed of things of the world. But God's mind, we are already perfect. Amen. Those who are called, they are justified. Those who are justified, they are glorified. In God's mind, you are already perfect. Amen. As Sister Julia said, we need, don't look at your own, always look at your own man as a human being, but look at what the blood has already done for you. I'm clean by God's grace. I'm washed by God's grace. The blood is speaking perfect things for me by God's grace. Your past is already put back into the sea of forgetfulness for God to remember them no more. You are perfect as God is perfect. Praise be to God. Know your election of God. Back it up, as the prophet says. Give me one second, just one. The prophet is delighted. Hebrews chapter 6, part 2. Let's go on to the perfection now. We are talking about perfected. We'll run this down. We'll find out the perfected is the elected. The perfected is the elected. I'll prove it to you in a few minutes by the Bible. This is just some quote you can put whatever you go in your room. The perfected is the elected. No matter what the devil is trying to do to me, the perfected is the elected. 
It's the elected who God, before the foundation of the world, seen every one of you. He sent Jesus to redeem that people, not the whole world. He wanted you, he wanted to, but he had to make a way for those. And the only way he could do that was to send Christ, that he might come, the propitiation of our sins, that those, that those who have been elected, he could bring to him in glory. That's what means redemption, bringing those who already belong to him. Amen. I would like to go to this part and then close. Second Peter 1.10 Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. If you do these things, you shall never fall. Now that you have recognized that your choice is not your choice, God chose you. You are choosing to follow God because God chose you. Don't stop there. Now go to the next step. God, I want your thoughts to become my thought. I want my word to become your word. I want to confess only your word. I want my action to become my actions. I don't want to live myself. I want your Holy Spirit to live through me. I want you to have full control upon my life. Let me walk into my election. Let me make my calling and my election sure. Because I'm part of you already, Father. Let me walk with you. Let me go into the world. Let me stay in the plan. Let me work on the purpose that you have for my life. You have already done your part. Let me do my part, Father. Let me give myself unto you. Don't let me mingle the things of the world, Father. My choice is your choice, Father. Let your thought be my thought, Father. Let me completely surrender myself to you. Amen. Because the election is the way God sees you. And you want yourself to live in the image that God saw you. That's why we come to church. God, I want to align with the vision that you have of me. Um, we are not here because someone put something and then upon us. You have to obey this. You have to obey. No, it's because you recognize this. I have already been elected by God. I don't want to live my own purpose. Whenever Abraham had problem, it's when he left from the purpose that God gave him. Lord, I want to stay in your purpose. I want to fulfill your purpose. I want to walk in my election. I want to walk in my perfection. Yeah. Amen. Because election, as the prophet says, keep the message honorable. Live the right kind of life. Don't let no smart come upon it. We are living too late now. We are too late in the hour. Leave, let's leave it clean. Well, my life, your life, all our lives need to be picked up before God. Lord God, let me live clean and make the message honorable. The message comes to reveal to me who I am. Amen. Because of your election, you pray. Because of your election, you obey the word of God. Because of your election, like I said at the beginning, you cry to God, Abba, Father. Because of the election, you can pray, God, I want to know what you know. I want to know that you know him. Election destabilizes you. Lord, no matter what I'm going to do, I'm going to let me realize that you know. You know my situation. You know what I'm going. If you knew me before the foundation of the world, in the time I'm going through, you know my situations. Don't be like the world and be panicking here and there. Lord, I want to be stabilized to know that you know, Father. You have everything under control. Let my life be a testimony for you, Father. Amen. Let me know that you know 
Let me know you more, as Brother John said. Let me know you more. I want to know you more. Let me have the revelation of knowing that you are in control. The Bible says we shall know even also we have been known. We know the scripture, 1 Corinthians 13, 12. You shall know, you shall know as we have been known. How have we been known? Election knew us. And your election knew us. Now it's our time. Lord, let me know as I've been known. Let me know what you want me to be. Help me know to express you. Help me know to know the desire that you have for me. Let me walk until I know you more, Father. Amen. It's not a time to be a child. Amen. Election brings you to maturity. You know that what you know that you are elected, you cannot be lost, but you still live a life that is clean. Because election doesn't bring you to a life that you can live any unclean life, or I can never be lost, so I can live whatever I want to live. Election brings you in a maturity life. Lord, may you take the childish things. May you take the envy. May you take all different things. Give me perfect love. Perfect love brings you me to the maturity. Perfect the prophet brings me to know who I am. Let the prophet love reign in my heart. It's a time of maturity, the time of perfect love. It's the prophet that says, once we understand predestination, we understand so many other things. Once we have the true revelation of election, we put away childish things. We put destruction, we put bitterness, we put envy, we put comparisons, we put all different things. Because now is the time of the perfect love of God to be. Let the faith of God be there, perfect faith. Let the hope be there. But one thing that shall abide, it is perfect love. Help us to know our election, God. The gospel came not into power only, into word only. It came into power, into the Holy Ghost. It came to give us assurance. That's what the scripture says. Once you know election, you know that the gospel came not only in word, but it came with power to give you life to live above sin. It gave you power to have the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the power to live a clean life. Once you know your election, you know have the assurance in the word of God. Amen, amen. Thanks to the revelation of the election, we can now understand that healing is new. God placed in the peach tree, every peach, I'm reading the prophet, one in a million here. God placed in the peach tree, every peach that will ever be in it, when he planted in the garden. The peach tree and the apple tree and the tree tree has got to grow from drinking the water and the earth. Now each one of you has those potentials in you to deliver you for it is God. Since you have been planted into Christ by baptism, not water baptism, spiritual baptism. You don't come into Christ by water baptism, but by spiritual baptism. What I'm trying to emphasize here, healing is in you. Because of the election, you recognize that healing is already in you. God had a picture of a healthy person before him. You you just need to walk into that perfection. You need to walk into that picture. You need to walk into that vision. Don't have a vision of a negative vision of yourself. Have the vision of God. Have the mind of God. Have what God has already for you. Don't believe yourself. Believe what the word of God is saying about you. Because what the word of God is saying about you, that's what God knows about you. Amen. We understand through election that the elect is sinless. Who can lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Who is he that condemned? It is Christ that died. 
Yea, rather that is risen and is standing at the right hand of God who maketh intercession for us. God saw you in the beginning and never saw you smoking or drinking. He took a picture of you and he put it in the family album. Then he comes and calls you by your name. You didn't even know your real name until God comes and calls you by your name. Your name is Malachi 4, child. Your name is Revelation 10. Your name is the word of God. Amen. Once the mystery has been revealed, then you recognize your name. He's calling me. What is calling you? It's God calling you. Amen. Amen. Praise be to God. I'll finish with this, 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 this scripture. And uh, uh, if, we, if I've missed anything... I don't want you to miss this because that's what I want you to really remember. Colossians 3, 12, 13. I'll just read it from my note here to save time. Colossians 3, 12, 24. It says, Put on therefore as the elect of God, because you are an elect of God, you can do those things. It's not because they're trying to put the things or the law, because you are an elect of God. Put on those things. Put on, therefore, as an elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long suffering. Lord, if I'm missing, if I don't have those things, because I'm an elect of God, make those things become reality in me. I can, I've been ordained for those things. Um, let me walk into what I've already been ordained to have. That's why the prayers and the like is, Lord, I'm not asking to add things that I don't have, that, 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 that you didn't ordain for me. I'm not trying to change your will. I'm asking you because it is in your perfect will. I've already been ordained to have those things. Make them become a reality in my life. Forbearing one another, forgiving one another. Lord, I can't forgive that person. I still have that grudge. Why, Lord? I'm an elect of God. I'm your only son. I'm your only daughter. Why I can't get rid of those things? Lord, help me, Father, because I am an elect. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity which is the bond of perfectness. Lord, I can't have love. I can't, God, make that love inside of me. How do you know that you don't have love sometimes? It's when everything is about you. Selfish things. How did I write? How did things, how did things? It's not about you. It's about God. Lord, help me to get out of myself and make you first. Your purpose is you, not me. You, Father. And let the peace of God rule on your heart. Peace of God is your privilege as an elect, to the which also you are called in one body. And be thankful. I'm sharing with my wife. A Christian has to be thankful. <laughs> don't be always complaining, complaining, complaining. The world can complain. You don't complain. You be thankful for what God has done for you and continue to do for you. Let the word of God dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Let the message dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Because you are an elect of God. Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and, and spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. Whatsoever you do in word or deed, 
Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Wives, submit yourself unto your own husband. Is that an obligation? No, because you are an elect. Wife, submit yourself unto your own husband as it fits in the Lord. Husband, love your wife. You can't deal with people in the world. They, they don't know what love is. It's believers. It's those who are elected. Those who are message believers. Husband, love your wives. Be not bitter against them. Children, obey your parents. Oh, I love this scripture because it, it gives instructions not to those who are in the world, but those who are elected. Children, obey your parents in all things, not only the things that you agree with them, but in all things. Oh, my father doesn't know how to use the computer, so I'm more intelligent than him, so I can do whatever. That's not the point. You need the wisdom of your father and your mother. Sometimes, oh no, my parents, you know, they're not message believers, so I don't obey them in anything. That's not the point. Obey your parents. They're not saying message parents. Your parents. The things that don't go against the word of God, you obey them because you are an elect. For this is well pleasing unto the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger. Oh, listen to one preacher. I think it's Brother Beckett. It says, and it draw my attention. I never look at it. It says, fathers. It's not the same mothers. It says, it's fathers. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger. I was like, oh, I have a lot of work to do. <laughs> provoke not them to, because you are, as, as the father of the family, you are responsible for the leadership of your, of your house. You are responsible of your family prayer. You are responsible on this thing. You are the one giving, leading. You are the one who should not provoke your children to anger because you are an elect. Lest they be discouraged. Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. Oh, because I can work from home online, you know, I have so many times, uh, this work, I can do this. Uh, my boss doesn't see me. God sees you. He's an elect. He can see you, what you are doing. This is for me. <laughs> no, no, I know I'll work for my boss later, but I do work for my boss all the time. But sometimes, I, so when I read it, it's like, oh, Father, I don't want to be an eye service man because I'm in the office, out of the office, and all the time I'm serving you by doing what I have to do. But in singleness of heart, fearing God, whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto man, knowing that the Lord that of the Lord he shall receive the reward of the inheritance, in, inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. Colossians 4, 1, 6. Masters, give unto your servants to which is just and equal, knowing that ye also have a master in heaven. Continue in prayer. We're asking prayer because you're an elect. Continue in prayer. Watch in the same and with thanksgiving, with all prayer, also for us, that God will open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in bonds. Oh, the service, no, I just pray for Brother Ed. You know, he's a servant of God. 
God will deal with him. God will make him speak what I need to speak. So that's all. Because I'm elect, God knows what I need to hear. That's not the attitude. As an elect, you pray so that God can inspire a minister and a minister can speak something that, is a, that can help you to grow. As an elect, you don't let things just happen by happening. You participate in the program of God because you are an elect and God knows that he needs you as you need him. That God will open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in bonds. That I make, make it manifest as ought to speak, walk in wisdom towards them that are without, redeeming the time. As an elect to redeem that this can be a service by itself, redeem your time. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoning with salt, that they may know how you ought to answer every man. I'm finishing. Musicians can already come. The Bible calls the Messiah, Jesus Christ, the elect. In Isaiah 42.1, it calls him the elect. But think about it. Jesus Christ walked in his election's call. He fulfilled God's purpose as he was an elect. How many would like to say this evening, by your grace, I am an elect, Lord. Let me walk in my election's call. Let me fulfill your purpose as a husband as a wife, as a servant, as a master, as a child, in whatever place you want me to put me, help me to fulfill your purpose. Because we have been chosen in him before the foundation of the world. We have been predestined unto the adoption of children. Ephesians 1, we have been been chosen before the foundation in order to be predestinated to the adoption of children. Adoption is the book of Ephesians. Adoption is the book of Joshua. It's the book for our inheritance. As a father, as a mother, as a uh, whatever we are, as a parent, as a child, wherever you are, in which position, in the place you are, it is your time. It is your time to get your inheritance. It is, things are not going to be easy. Things are not easy. As an elect, you have been ordained for those things, but they're not easy. You have to fight for it. You have to fight for every inch that God has already given to you. It is your possession. You are elected for it, but you have to fight for it. You have to claim it. You have to remain in it. Amen. I'll conclude with this quote of Brother Branham. Hold yourself clean and clear to your calling. Stay with God's words I don't move for nothing. Stay, abide in your calling. If he give you a job out of there as a farmer, farm, farm good. God bless you at it and pay your tithes and whatever it is, your offerings to help the ministry go on. If he make you a mechanic out of you and bless you in that work, stay with it and thank him for it. You just abide where God calls you. Election. Amen. Do you love the Lord? Let's sing leaning on the everlasting arms. Sorry for keeping you a little bit longer than 10 minutes longer, but. What a fellowship, what a joy divine. Leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness, what a
can bother you. Amen. Let's sing Hosanna, blessed be the name. I've been, if you can help me with that, Brother John, please. Hosanna, blessed be the rock. Magnify the Lord with me. He is worthy to be praised. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. His name, for He provided all my needs. Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed be the rock. Blessed be the rock 
salvation is the anchor that holds no matter what it still holds amen bless be to his name glory to his name just change the order of service and I'd like to invite brother Norbert to come pray for service but before that you can just sing wings of a dove um, on the wings of a snow white dove God sends His pure, sweet love, a sign from above, on the wings of a dove. Verse 3, though I have suffered in many a Bye. 